There's just something so morbidly poetic about opening up the Google News feed on America's birthday to find out that there's been another mass shooting while pre-planned choreographed digital fireworks explode all over the screen. Happy birthday, America. Here's yeah. the present. You earned it. Yeah, cementing whatever shred of patriotism is left in you as you uncontrollably lift your hand to your heart while Yankee Doodle plays through a Bluetooth speaker somewhere off in the distance next to the barbecue. But if you did happen to open up your browser on the 4th of July to find out what's going on in this country of ours, that's what you would have been treated to. An outrageous yet accurate juxtaposition of imagery and reality. Happy birthday, America. You've done it again. Yeah, there was uh, uh, another horrific event, multiple, this past holiday weekend. And no, we don't expect anything to change because we've all been living through these horrific occurrences. Uh, just like this one, for as long as we can remember, on a regular basis, and nothing substantial at all has changed except for how fast people can tell others what to do, how to react, and attempt to divert attention away from issues that may inspire anything to actually change going forward, mm -hmm. to focus on the bullshit. We have not one, but two examples of reactions to what happened on the 4th of July in Illinois that are actually shocking displays of a distinct lack of empathy, and uh, we really didn't think that we could be surprised by anything anymore, but, well... Yeah, here we are. Uh, yeah, so, first is from a former Huffington Post writer named Anne Brenoff, who responded to a victim, a victim of the shooting in Chicago. Not, not just die. someone who was not just there, but literally hit by a bullet. Yeah, non-lethally, mm -hmm. um, a flesh wound, but literally shot. So this Anne Brownoff woman responded to a victim's post on Twitter by telling them to vote. We we couldn't have even written this. I'm in so a, sorry in a this happened sitcom. to you. But not only told her to vote, but like shamed her. Like you know, your generation. Um, this is our last hope. Not too good at voting, so maybe. Maybe now you'll vote. It's like we were literally not joking about this, but pointing out how absurd it is uh, in multiple videos over the past month. It's gotten out of hand. For serious issues. And then this happens and you're like, how could this be more, how could this get any stupider? Uh, yeah. And I, I feel, I feel a, a shift happening on this, uh, on the, the, the topic of, uh, yelling vote uh, at yeah. everything uh, it's it's very interesting some other stuff happened but uh, back to this the girl who was injured posted a photo to twitter showing the damage that had been done to them which is censored for this video but uh it's bad like she got hit like basically through the cheek big piece of flesh taken out blood everywhere and they had the caption i can't fucking believe i was in the middle of a mass shooting i've felt safe at this parade for 18 years and today i got hit with a bullet and nothing will change in america this is ridiculous with Ann Brenoff responding, I am sorry this happened to you and to everyone else there. It's awful, and these shootings just keep coming at us. Please register to vote if you haven't already. Tell your friends, too. Your generation is our last hope. Fuck you. Thanks for the tip, lady. Fuck you. Yeah, and that wasn't like... There were actual worse responses to this tweet, oh, including yeah. a bunch of people saying that this girl was getting shot for attention, basically. Yeah, there was some weird incel shit. Yeah. The the vote shaming, the the thing that, like, I think it just got reported today or last night, but it's, uh, I mean, if you're if you're brain poisoned enough on Twitter, you know that actress Deborah Messing from the sitcom Will & Grace is not just a highly acclaimed uh, actress, but also uh, one of the biggest cheerleaders for the Democratic Party 
uh, online in the last few years to to the extent that it's extremely annoying. She would, in most normal situations, be the first to, uh, you know, vote shame someone. Mm-hmm. And she was apparently, I think it was the Times reported it, like she and a bunch of other like influencers or whatever were on a call with the White House. And she started yelling at the Biden administration. She's like, we did vote. We voted. What are you going to do? How is this going to help us? How, how can you tell us to vote when we just fucking voted and you're not doing a goddamn thing? And it's like, if you have, uh, if you've lost Deborah Messing, you are in deep shit. I'm sorry. So. Like you, uh, that is a vote of no confidence. We don't have those in our political system, but uh, if we had a vote of no confidence, it would be if the biggest uh, Democratic Party Kool-Aid drinking celebrity is finally like, wait, no, <laughs> hold on. You're bad at your job. We did what you said. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the second response to this, the incident on the 4th of July, and clearly the far more egregious one, considering Mm -hmm. that his party and his politics are responsible for making any shred of reasonable gun control legislation or accessible mental health care completely unattainable, is Illinois Republican State Senator Darren Bailey, who is also a Trump-endorsed candidate for governor. Uh, This dickhead must have broken some type of thoughts and prayers record here uh, by immediately telling people to just get over the mass shooting that literally just happened in the state that he represents. If we mourn the horrific events that happened moments ago, the terrorists win. It validates it by mourning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So less than two hours after the shooting at a parade in the suburb of Highland Park, Illinois, uh, after that took place, just just within a two-hour time span, Senator Bailey went live on Facebook to first inform his constituents of what had occurred, uh, then to tell them to pray, and then to, and we are quoting him here, move on and let's celebrate the independence of this nation. Uh, the senator and candidate for governor of the state where this incident occurred told people to pray, move on, and celebrate the 4th of July in a Facebook live stream while standing just 20 minutes away from where this all took place. While, by the way, while the shooter was still at large. Yeah. Yeah. The shooter was still on the loose. And he is miles away from where it happened. It's like, all right, but we got to move on. We got a lot more stuff planned. We got fireworks going off tonight. So if we could just This mass shooting is kind of really like bringing the vibe down. So if we could just... Yeah. Get past it. And, we can all uh, agree that the vibes are fucked. Yeah. So let's... Fucked let's, vibes. Let's all stay tuned for the fireworks, which will trigger absolutely no one. And that happened across the country, by the way. After this happened, the, the fireworks displays, you saw it as it as the time moved from east to west. As fireworks displays were happening, there were videos of people running because they thought, uh, uh, justifiably in a lot of yeah. cases, that there was another incident taking place. Yeah. Um, it's a country that is... On edge, understandably We all collectively have PTSD. Yeah. It sucks. Um, Here's from Vice. Bailey, who was standing in a group of people holding campaign signs, then said voters have to get corruption and evil out of our government. So literally the opposite of get out there and vote. Uh, But actually the exact same, but for the different party. Right. Um, He ended his prayer by calling for celebrations again. Bless us and protect us as we go about our day celebrating the most amazing country. Uh, well, um, God didn't protect us. Uh, so also just like as we go out and celebrate this amazing country, yeah, the best country in the world, greatest country in the world, undeniable, uh, actually, yeah, truly, truly an outlier. Any statistics, any actually actual documented statistics will show how much better yeah. we are than everyone else. 
Anyway, as for the shooter, uh, he was eventually apprehended by police, and it was revealed that uh, seems to have been another case of who could have possibly seen this coming? Oh, literally anyone. Mm -hmm. Just broadcasting to the world for at least an entire year straight. Like, I'm the type of guy who's going to shoot a bunch of random people because yeah. I'm completely fucking insane, and this is all I think about. Uh, yeah, so the 21-year-old had an extensive digital footprint, pre-planned the attack, legally acquired the weapon that was used, of course, and was even an aspiring rapper whose music videos featured imagery that blatantly laid out his intentions and mental instability. Uh, he also, according to an interview with the Daily Beast uh, that they conducted with one of his neighbors, quote, used to drive a car with pussy mobile written across the back of it. He was right about that. He is a giant pussy. Yes. And while it's impossible to respectfully pivot to other news stories after this, um, I mean, the story that we were going to cover about this past weekend sadly makes even more sense than before because... Just as the weekend was getting started, a social media post from the city of Orlando received immediate backlash because they dared to say that they understood why some citizens didn't feel like celebrating our country this 4th of July. Which is completely... Makes sense. Yeah, they actually read the room. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I, look. <laughs> yeah, this place kind of fucking sucks right now. And like, well, let's, let's, let's shoot some fireworks off, huh? How about that? I think we can all agree the vibes are fucked. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't feel like celebrating, yeah. Yeah, but then they had to, you know, issue an apology. How of dare you? The best part yeah. is that, like, the coverage, uh, oddly, uh, even from, like, big outlets on this was just, like, Florida City uh, released a statement. It's like, no, Orlando's the second biggest city yeah. in the entire state, probably. Jackson, whatever. It's one of the biggest cities in Florida. Also, like, uh, to add, just to, to go back to Illinois, like, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, I think there's, like, so far, there's, like, six people dead. Two of those people are Seven the, now. the parents of a two-year-old that was just found wandering around the scene. They're like, where's this kid's parents? They go, both his parents were fucking killed. This child, this two-year-old will literally grow up not even remembering its parents because of this. But, uh, you know, nothing that we can do about this says only country and world where this happens with any regularity at all. Yeah, it's, it's horrific. Um, but, yeah, back to July 1st, Setting the stage for the weekend, the statement uh, that the, uh, the city of Orlando sent out. The statement that was uh, definitely vindicated by the events that would later transpire. Mm -hmm. it, it was sent out as a newsletter informing locals about the city's fireworks at the fountain event. Uh, and it was about as honest of a write-up that we've seen. It, it hit on a few important uh, points while remaining still humorous and upbeat overall, I guess. Uh, but, you know, saying anything negative about someone on their birthday is a huge faux pas. Fake and, friends, man. And saying negative things about America on a day where blind patriotism is the norm, it's certainly going to ruffle some feathers. America is very sensitive. You yes. should know that. Here's what was said in the post. A lot of people probably don't want to celebrate our nation right now, and yep. we can't blame them. Thank you. When there is so much division, hate, and unrest, yep. why on earth would you want to have a party celebrating any of it? Here, here. But in all seriousness, you know in your heart, 4th of July fireworks are amazing. Especially when you're standing in the 90 degree heat, 100% humidity, next to 100,000 of your closest friends. Okay. In that moment, something takes over, and we all become united in an inexplicable bond. Yes, America is in strife right now, but you know what? We already bought the fireworks. Shrug emoji. This fucking rules. I love that. Yeah. Because they're right. Like, it is fun to watch things go boom. Mm-hmm. Especially I, when San Diego sets them all off at the same time. 
Yeah, I love a good fireworks show because it has a start time and an end time, and you see all the explosions, they're all in one place, uh, unlike uh, the, the, the L.A. version of a fireworks show where it's just, you know, every, every couple minutes, just a random fucking explosion happens outside, and your, your heart skips a beat, and uh, every dog in the neighborhood starts screaming. And that's, this just happens for 24 hours straight. Uh, yeah, well, it's <laughs> also in the week leading up yeah. to and after. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, even today I was like, someone lit off a fucking mortar at like 3 p.m. I'm like, wait, you can't even see it. What are you doing? Well, sit tight because the LAPD is sure to find another house filled with fireworks soon. And then an entire neighborhood's going to go up. That's the finale. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Don't boo the city of Orlando. They are clearly right. Mm-hmm. City of Orlando. However, the cucks that they are, they did eventually release an apology. Big mistake. They said, The city of Orlando sincerely regrets the negative impact our words have had on some in our community. The statement read, We understand these words offended some of our residents, which was not our intent. We value the freedoms we have in this country and are thankful to the men and women who have fought and continue to fight. Why is every fucking holiday a holiday where we honor our fucking veterans and shit? They have veterans. They they have their own fucking holiday. God damn it. Why are you you bringing that up? It's irrelevant. (laughs) Because you have to support the truth. I fucking hate this. It's just a weird thing that's happened within my lifetime that no one fucking talks about. It's It's creeped so slowly. But like every fucking national holiday is like a support your troops holiday and it's gradually morphing into a support your cops holiday. And it's just like, is anyone else seeing this shit? Yeah. Anyway, they, <laughs> they continue. Yeah. We take pride in celebrating the 4th of July to express our gratitude to those men and women and honor the country we live in. Again, with the troops. What does this have to do with the fucking troops? Any troop that had anything to do with the Revolutionary War is dead. I'm sorry. It's a shortcut to getting support from the people that you've pissed off because if you just are like, the troops. They're like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. I wouldn't go fight over there, but someone's doing it, and I love them for I it. Except for the ones uh, that come back and say that what we did was wrong. Yeah. Uh, or Those ones know, are fake troops. Or the ones that are now homeless uh, because we offer zero support for them once they get back. Uh, yeah. The, not those ones, but the ones that are like still angry and working in the military. Yeah. Uh, the, I like those ones. I personally didn't have, uh, didn't have the pleasure to uh, serve, but I'd like to think that I would have been really, really good at it. Yeah. And that's why I own my own military arsenal at home. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I cosplay. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, again, this is not the end of perfect examples of the state of our nation. They are countless. Mm-hmm. They are legion. Because, yeah, if there's one thing you can count on every year on the 4th of July, it's the world-famous Nathan's Hot Dog <laughs> Eating Contest. And its top athlete, who's, of course, an American, Joey Chestnut. That's right. Even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest was not without its own drama this year as a protester rushed the stage during the actual event, leading the sport's biggest name to intervene in the midst of competition, choke-slamming the intruder and still, somehow, winning the competition like the world-class athlete that he is. Here's Deadspin with more. As a protester ran onto the stage in a Darth Vader mask holding a sign that read, Expose Smithfield's Death Star, Chestnut, mid-bite, put the guy in a chokehold, and sent him to the ground while continuing to shove glizzies down his gullet. While he easily outpaced every other schmuck in the competition, he didn't come close to beating his own personal record of 76 dogs in 10 minutes, delayed by his self-defense maneuver. Still, Chestnut won the competition by eating 63 hot dogs in that time frame, marking his 15th title at the contest and cementing himself in sports history once again. Which is also uh, uh, 
there obviously in every sport there's going to be betting. Yeah. Uh, and I forget which companies it was, but they were taking bets uh, obviously on the hot dog eating contest, and they actually refunded the money on like the over under because yeah. of the protester interrupting it. They're like, well, this isn't fair. This is nobody could have predicted this. Mm-hmm. Act of God. Yeah. Force majeure. Mm-hmm. But look, we have to move over to some uplifting news because Lord knows we need it, okay? And this next story provides us with plenty to be happy about when it comes to the joyful and creative side of the younger generation who, yes, are very annoying sometimes, specifically in theaters when they're having a little goof, but also annoying the actual children. But here's the story. So many people dressed up in suits and attended screenings of the newest Minions movie that some theaters were forced to ban the practice after it caused what appears to have been a nonstop barrage of well-dressed patrons who were also breaking the rules by uh, being loud in some cases and also uh, sneaking in bananas into the screenings. They were... Listen, this is the fucking Minions. Like, this isn't... This isn't art. <laughs> I don't know, Elliot. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I'm sure no matter what they did, they enhanced the viewing experience of... The, minions the more popular something is, the more art it is, I think, is what you're trying to say. Uh, yeah. Much like the banana on your shirt and taped to the wall at Art Basel or whatever. Banana can mean a lot more than just The banana. banana is in the Minions movie. Uh, yeah. So there you go. So yeah, it turns out there's hope for the future after all. Everyone organized. Yeah. This is what happens when you get people to organize. Gentle Minions. You can change the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Minions, The Rise of Gru has done what Morbius could not it has embraced the memes and turned that absurdity and, in some cases, ironic attendance into box office gold as the film absolutely demolished box office records this 4th of July weekend. Uh, it's honestly shocking just how massive the debut for this movie was, but it's it's not entirely unbelievable. As far as recurring animated features go, Despicable Me and the all those minions, they've, <laughs> they've been dominating theaters for an entire generation and the generation who were children and toddlers when the first movie introduced the world to the Minions, they're now rambunctious teenagers who have turned their affinity for these things into a successful IRL meme that harkens back to the days of improv everywhere. Mm-hmm. With the practice of suiting up for Minions screenings, and in some cases sneaking in an absurd amount of actual bananas, snowballing in popularity thanks to TikTok videos and trending hashtags like hashtag gentle minions. Uh, here, here's variety with more on the rise and fallout of this trend. <laughs> A new trend on TikTok and Twitter took shape over the past week with groups of young moviegoers dressing in formal attire to attend Minions, The Rise of Gru in style. Dubbed with the title hashtag Gentle Minions, the hashtag has accrued 5 million views on TikTok, gaining such a level of prominence that Universal Pictures, the distributor behind the Despicable Me spinoff, issued a formal acknowledgement of the trend. Quote, to everyone showing up to Minions in suits, we see you and we love you, Universal wrote. Bill Hurst, a teenager in Sydney, Australia, created one of the first posts on TikTok to take part in the trend. Hurst's video, which features a swath of young people in suit jackets moving up an escalator, has accrued more than 8.5 million views over the past week. Quote, My mate saw one of the first videos that was quite small at the time. We wanted to do it just for fun, Hurst told Variety. We just chucked on our suits and went straight to the cinemas. It was very spontaneous. We had our formal literally a couple days before that. We all had our suits ready. Damn. Yeah. Oi, Bryce, you want to go see the Minions movie? Is that Australian? You want to get dressed up and go see the Minions movie? No. No! You want to go see Minions dressed like a normal person? No! No! 
So yeah, this trend blew up and apparently caused such a movement that theaters started putting up signs banning suits from screenings. Seems seems like a violation of my constitutional rights. That's but, right. Uh, mm -hmm. Who knows with this Supreme Court? I mean, we're just going to uh, keep playing some of the videos as we quote from this BBC article about the trend and the theaters who had had enough. Some cinemas have banned young people wearing suits from screenings of Minions, The Rise of Gru, over rowdy behavior fueled by a TikTok trend. Teenagers following the gentle Minions hashtag trend have been accused of making noise and throwing things during screenings. A staff member at one venue told the BBC they wanted to ensure the experience was not spoiled for younger children on their first cinema trip. Some cinemas said they have had to give huge numbers of refunds. Videos showing young people dressing up in suits to watch the movie in large groups and cheering loudly during the screening have gone viral on TikTok, racking up millions of views in some cases. Their reporting continued. Mallard cinema manager Daniel Phillip Smith said, It's been absolutely heartbreaking. We've had families who won't even go back into the screen when we've tried to sort it out. Families leaving before the film has even started. And of course, the children have been in tears. What? The cinema had suffered a, quote, massive financial impact from all the refunds for customers whose viewing of the film had been disturbed, he said. The Regal Cinema in Wadebridge, Cornwall, posted a notice saying it would no longer admit, quote, unaccompanied children wearing suits to screenings of the movie. Box office staff told the BBC young people in suits had been cheering, clapping, whooping, and rising to their feet throughout the film. Images on social media showed several Odeon cinemas displaying signs warning customers due to recent disturbances following the Gentle Minions trend, any group of guests in formal attire will be refused entry for showings of Minions The Rise of Gru. So hold on, is this- They're enjoying the film. But is this only happening in like Britain and Australia? No, there was videos from uh, America about this, but I think okay. that, you know, they have a stiff upper lip. No one acts up in a theater over in the UK. I mean- So uh, when people start, you know, making noises and screaming at the screen. They're like, what yeah. the hell is going on? <laughs> Bruv, shh. Hush. The kids are trying to watch the movie. Trying to watch me Minions movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what? If you want to come sit in the silent theater, you come over here on a Tuesday, maybe. Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this is awesome. Uh, the, one of the videos I saw was uh, they had, uh, obviously, the people in suits, but also they had two kids dressed up as, uh, like, workers. And they were like, oh, sorry, coming in to uh, clean the bathrooms. And they had <laughs> garbage pails filled with bananas. They snuck in entire garbage cans filled with bananas into the screening. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, as we said, the film, it broke box office records, bringing in a staggering $125 million opening weekend domestically with an additional $100 million brought in to date worldwide. Um, so this... Could this be the biggest movie of all time? We don't know. But we will talk about, in a second, the movie that potentially should be the second biggest movie of all time, or the new biggest. Okay. But first, let's take a quick second to tell you about today's sponsors and thank them for supporting this show, starting with Magic Spoon. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but then you realize it's full of sugar and junk that you really shouldn't eat. Luckily, in steps Magic Spoon, with great-tasting cereal that's got... Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Also, only 140 calories. Mm -hmm. With Magic Spoon, you build your very own variety box and can choose from best-selling cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, blueberry, cinnamon, and honey nut flavors. They've really, uh, they've really grown yeah. out their flavor options. Yeah. You can also add the cookies and cream and coconut peanut butter flavor cereal bars 
to your variety box. Yeah. Uh, if you're hungry on the go, don't have time. There you go. For, for milk and spoons. So click the link below to get some Magic Spoon cereal today. You can build your very own variety box and use our code today daily for $5 off. This stuff has been, I uh, eat my cereal at nighttime. Uh, it's a nice little like dessert sort of thing. And uh, you know, you okay. feel bad at having uh, some big sugary cereal before bed. Have some Magic Spoon and feel less guilty about it. And you can choose from the best-selling cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, which is my favorite of cookies and cream maple waffle for sure, blueberry, and also cinnamon. But wait, like we said, Magic Spoon is now adding Honey Nut to their permanent collection. So be sure to add Honey Nut to your custom box. And uh, also, for our Canadian and British viewers, Magic Spoon is now shipping to Canada and the UK. And they are so confident in their product that it is back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money, no questions asked. Click the link below, use the code TODAYDAILY for $5 off, or go to magicspoon.com slash todaydaily to save $5 off your order today. And be sure to add those cereal bars to your variety box as well. This episode is also sponsored by Honey. Mm -hmm. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. We all shop online. We've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it finds to your cart. Honey sports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. I tried to remember, but I actually forgot to bring it in. I was going to bring in that monocular. monocular which... Yeah, everyone really wants to see your... I know! Your monocular. Yeah! I've been going up to the mountain every once in a while for uh, mountain biking, and I, I bring it with me, and I just, and I just gaze. At the beautiful landscapes. The other I day, I try to enjoy the earth before it's gone. The other day, a falcon landed on the <gasps> fence across the street from me, and I was like, "God damn it! This I is can, the perfect." I can barely see it. Like I can, I can tell it's a falcon. I can yeah. make out the silhouette, but and you could have gotten uh, a fifteen percent discount. No, I was, I was so mad. I was like, I can't get close to it. It'll, I'll spook it. We're gonna get you a monocular, and we're gonna use honey to save on it. Okay. Yes. All right, and then if for some reason something crazy happens and we're together. We're going to put those monoculars together, and boy, we're going to be able to see whatever the world has to offer. Our powers combined, I am binoculars. When you look through something like that, you see the good in the world. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Honey doesn't just work on desktop. You're trying to save on the go. Everybody is. So it also works on your iPhone, too. You just activate it on Safari, on your phone, and you save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It is literally free, and it installs in a few seconds. By getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We wouldn't recommend something we don't use, so get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash itdaily. That is joinhoney.com slash itdaily, or click the links below. Thank you for sponsoring the show, because this episode's probably getting demonetized for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. But back to the news now. And while we're on the topic of box office domination, uh, we should probably bring up Avatar, which, believe it or not, finally has a sequel that is scheduled for release at the end of this year. It has something to do with water. Yeah, so director James Cameron has apparently decided to take a different approach to marketing this film. and He's apparently just shit-talking the viewers of his original film, bullying them into the theater for round two. You little bitch. <laughs> I bet you won't. I bet see. you won't. Yeah. Yeah, as we've said before, we're not entirely sure that the sequel to Avatar 
or any of the other sequels, <laughs> the multiple sequels, are really going to be able to perform as well as the first one did. Uh, I mean, it was a mostly forgettable movie with a story that had been told before. The main selling point was that it was a technological marvel at the time and was almost entirely responsible for a wave of theatrical 3D films that inevitably uh, sort of just faded away. Yeah, like at first it always you're like, does. hey, thanks, Avatar. It's cool seeing movies like this. And then like a year or two later, you're like, no, stop, please stop. And then eight years later, you're like, please, no more yeah, 3D movies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, back when the original Avatar was released, you, you, you had to see it just to see how far the CGI and the 3D had come. Mm-hmm. Wow, it was a real spectacle. But after making over a billion dollars and cementing itself as one of the top grossing films of all time, what was left? Can you even remember the characters' names or their story arcs? Or do you just remember how they, f- they fuck the, the, the blue guys? They jam their ponytails together. Yeah, I remember, you remember that. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, James Cameron doesn't give a shit what you remember about the original. You'll see this sequel, all three hours of it, and you'll like it. Uh, their names are Jake, Sully, and Neytiri, by the way. Oh. There you go. Okay. Uh, Speaking to Empire in the upcoming world-exclusive Avatar The Way of Water issue, Cameron hit back at the criticisms people tend to lob at the first film. Quote, The trolls will have it that nobody gives a shit, and they can't remember the characters' names, or one damn thing that happened in the movie, he says. Then they see the movie again and go, Oh, okay, excuse me, let me just shut the fuck up right (laughs) now. Uh, So I'm not worried about that. Uh, which is weird. He's just like, no, everyone who uh, talks shit about my movie, they constantly, they go back and watch it. Yeah. And they remember, albeit briefly, what made it so good, hmm. I guess. Uh, Cameron is similarly not worried and equally not mincing his words when it comes to supersized cinema runtimes. Quote, I don't want anybody whining about length when they sit and binge watch television for eight hours. You can says. pause TV, sir. Sir, you can pause TV. He continues. I can almost write this part of the review. The agonizingly long three-hour movie. It's like, give me a fucking break. I've watched my kids sit and do five one-hour episodes in a row. Here's the big social paradigm shift that has to happen. It's okay to get up and go pee. Mm. James, please, if you would, like, just make release True Lies on Blu-ray. <laughs> please release... The Abyss on Blu-ray. The man's entire back catalog is like out of print, and it's very strange. It's like some of the best like sci-fi action movies of the 80s and 90s, like not streaming anywhere. You can maybe buy a used DVD on eBay, but like they're just gone. And he's been asked about this. And he's like, oh, well, if we're going to remaster for Blu-ray, like I have to oversee the transfer. And like, I just haven't had the time because I'm making seven Avatar movies. It's like, and- all right, well, like. And going down to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, it's uh, it's very frustrating because well, like, as soon as he needs funding for something else, I mean, the, the problem is is he's been to the depths of the ocean. Yeah. What is there left to explore for James Cameron other space. than space? Yeah, but like, Tom Cruise is already doing that. Yeah. So like, you have to like really pique his interest to get those Blu-rays released. I guess. Yeah. They're good movies. It's a shame. Like. But yeah, but like people look, can't see them. <laughs> Judgment Day's out there. Yeah, Judgment Day is out there. Looks great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. True Lies and The Abyss. Very good movies. Uh, you know, you can't see them. What, was America ever better than when, uh, what was it, Arnold Schwarzenegger fired that guy off while he was strapped to a missile on a Harrier jet? <laughs> <laughs> That's when it peaked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this look, whatever. This is awesome. James Cameron is really not convincing me at all to go sit in a theater for three hours, but it's it's always refreshing to see creative people telling others to fuck off. Yeah, it needs to happen more. That's the mark of an auteur. 
<laughs> I don't care what you think. This company gave me a bunch of money to make this, and uh, you can see it or not. It's like Martin Scorsese. Like, he doesn't really give a shit about Marvel, but people keep asking him about it, and so he's going to keep telling him, like, yeah, I think it kind of sucks. Yeah, mysteriously silent about Minions Rise of Brew, though. I feel like he, he likes Minions for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. My grandkids, they love it. I love a good villain arc. They're yellow, you know, you can put them in memes. Yeah. Yeah, the boomers love them too. Yeah. They are cross-generational. Uh, but James Cameron also admits that these sequels might not reach the box office heights that the original did. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And uh, we have we have to quote from Slash Film on this one, next one because it, it looks like maybe this part was left out of Empire's online publication of the interview and might just appear in the print version. Or it was uh, deleted from the original coverage. Uh, yeah, but here's what they added. Cameron seems to think the quality of the work speaks for itself, but he also admits to Empire that it's pretty difficult to make a four-quadrant hit these days. Avatar played 8 to 80, he says, but does the audience still even exist at that scale? He says he himself labeled the Avatar sequel plan, which includes not one or two, but four sequels, the dumbest business case in history. <laughs> the filmmaker also seems to know exactly what goalposts these movies need to hit to make them a box office success. If we did 20% or 30% less because the market simply doesn't exist anymore, that would be bad. 8 to 80 is a really annoying thing I used to hear from uh, people in film schools. Like, mm -hmm. you guys, you're, you're all trying to make niche stuff. I'm, I'm trying to make 8 to 80, like E.T. Like e It'll appeal to 8-year-old kids, 80-year-old grandmas. I'm like, whatever, you're a fucking college student. Um, <laughs> but uh, Well, that, minions exist, yet minions exist, Elliot. Yeah, but James Cameron, he does understand money. Uh, my favorite James Cameron story is... Uh, you know, the movie Alien, the Ridley Scott film Alien, comes out in, I believe, 79. It's, uh, you know, a successful movie, uh, kind of a surprise success. But it's like, how, how are you going to make a sequel to, to Alien? James Cameron, he's like, he walks up to the chalkboard, he writes, Alien. And then he turns to the executives and goes back and draws a dollar sign after the name Alien. Or first he draws the S, and, and then, then the, did, yeah, the dollar sign go. through it. And then he's like... No, like, enough said. You got the job. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do you think old people were upset to find out that the minions weren't actually racist when they saw the movies? <laughs> uh, hey, I love these minions. I love the minions because they drive a cool minion car with the uh, Blue Lives Matter. I love the on. minions because they respect our president, Donald <laughs> J. Trump. <laughs> And they didn't say anything about anything about Trump in the movie. I like the minions because they also believe that black people should pull their pants up. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad there's a cartoon saying it. Yet, yet this doesn't exist within this theatrical <laughs> version. None of the things I like about the minions. Oh of these damn no, movies. no, that, Here's the thing: we have to wait for the director's cut. <laughs> that's the re that's where the real good stuff comes. Yeah. Yeah. The minions are at the wait till you see what their thoughts on the border wall. Yeah. One of my uh, podcasts I've been listening to more and more lately. It's like a sort of left-wing podcast where the hosts just analyze what's going on on Facebook this week. But the title of the podcast is like, it's fucking brilliant. Minion Death Cult. Yeah. That's what Facebook is. Yeah. So there you go. But uh, Avatar, the sequel, sounds like a fun, no pressure, uh -huh. lengthy, important time down at the multiplayer. Girthy. Yeah. It's a girthy movie. And he admits, like, I love how it's just like, Look, you're not going to miss much by taking a piss. Yeah. Go take your piss. You don't even remember the first movie. Yeah. So what do you think you're going to remember from this yeah, one? It doesn't matter. It's Avatar in the water. Yeah. Like, you're just there to get high and watch beautiful visuals. 
It and does, it does look pretty. And the reason there's four of these, I know. I said dumb business decision. I said it was the worst idea they ever had. But you got to sell theme park tickets. They built the huge Avatar land yeah, down does. there at the Animal Kingdom, and they need to sell tickets. They do. Yeah. They put a lot of money in that Animal Kingdom attraction. Yeah. But hey, what if the plot lines of fantasy worlds were actually pitched in reality? Would you stay in a haunted mansion overnight if it were the only way to gain ownership of the house after a relative bequeathed it to you upon their death? Hmm. Well, this next story isn't quite as extreme, but it does feature a typical story trope as the basis for its contract. A small private island off the coast of Maine is up for sale. It's somewhat reasonably priced for being a private island, and it offers the seclusion and natural beauty that many of us would be searching for in retirement someday. Mm -hmm. But here's the catch. You have to stay on this tiny secluded island, known for its perilous weather, all alone for an entire night before the owner will let you purchase it. Well, sounds easy enough. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah, Zara, not sure how enforceable this actually is, but uh, they're, they're going for it anyway. Here's Insider with more on that. Ducks Ledges Island is a 1.5-acre landmass on the market in Wahoa Bay, Maine. The price? $339,000. Billy Milliken, the island's owner and real estate agent in charge of the sale with Bold Coast Properties, told Insider that the island offers a lot to a new caretaker. Even though it feels remote when you're on the island, it's a 10-minute boat ride from Jonesport, Maine. What could go wrong? You can see civilization. There's the right lighthouse there. right there. Yeah. Don't have sex with an octopus. <laughs> uh, quote, it's out there far enough that you're away from any noises and lights, said Milliken, who has owned the island since 2007. There's a very dark sky out there, so nighttime is beautiful. Being able to afford the price tag is one thing, but Milliken has an additional stipulation. Anyone interested in Ducks Island needs to be prepared to spend a night on the island and win over Milliken. I'm sticking to my plan in that to qualify as a buyer, you've got to stay, he said. His reasoning is that he wants the new owner to see the value in the island's natural landscape, but also be willing to deal with its quirks. I like this. Yeah. So one of those quirks would be the potential for extreme weather for half the year. This is Maine we're talking about. Uh, on the water. Yeah, coastal yeah. Maine. <laughs> yeah. Tranquil coastal Maine. Uh, Milliken said most of the bad weather takes place between October and May. <laughs> That's yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> this just didn't. <laughs> so... A little more than half the year. But yeah, he typically stays away from the island at that time because it's unfit for man or beast. Jesus. Quote, I had a friend stay there during a storm in the wintertime, Milliken said, adding that the friend was curious to see what it would be like to live off what the island could provide, including fish, clams, and mussels. He really roughed it. He was ready to come home after three days. Wow. Sounds yeah. Like a, sounds like a treat. Sounds like a bad time. Oh, but yes, there is a cabin built on this island. Very okay. small, but it apparently sleeps four. Okay. And I'd imagine that during the wintertime, it looks like uh, sideways icicles the entire time. Yeah, this is not appealing. But, you know, more and more, I feel like people are uh, into the whole seclusion and being left alone thing. And you will definitely be left alone here. Uh, oh, yeah. You should probably watch the movie Lighthouse to get an idea of uh, what going stir crazy could be like. Just alone with your thoughts. And a real fuckable bed. And no internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those new lighthouse keepers should be here any day now, right? Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, that sounds... Uh, why not? I pro This probably isn't enforceable by any like court or whatever, but uh, it's his property. He can sell it to whoever he wants, I guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But uh, anyways, that's it for today's episode. Uh, we got tech news coming up. Uh, if you're wondering why the world's in such a chaotic way... Um, 
like 10 or 12 years ago, they they fired up the Large Hadron Collider. Oh, uh, okay. And they're bringing that shit back. They're like, let's try it again. Yeah. Uh, anyways, there we have a couple more episodes coming up this week. So stay tuned. Uh, please watch our most recent episodes over here. We have a, a, a recent episode of Weekly Weird News and a recent episode of News Dump. Please check both of those out. Uh, wait, hold on. Thank you again. Yeah, for, I was uh, like, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, th that's not up there yet because we have to thank you for donating to our fundraiser. You Just absolutely incredible. Uh, over $30,000 yeah. raised for abortion access in just over a week. The best community on YouTube. You continually outdo yourselves, and we love you for it. Uh, also, thank you for hanging in there on another one of our uh, kind of depressing episodes. Hopefully, we had some lighthearted stuff for you there towards the end, but thank you for everything. Now, please watch our most recent episodes. And again, thank you for uh, donating to that fundraiser. It means yeah. a lot. We appreciate you. You've earned this content. And we'll see you soon.